0: We talk about God being fully expanded energy source with no preference. Within that energy source, we create the illusion of separation and individuality through the creation of ego. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that would suggest that the all-that-is energy itself has no self-awareness, no intelligence or preference, and most importantly in my eye suggests that the all-this-is energy has no reason to expand. We are taught that God is reflected in all things. We are surrounded by expansion, so why are we to assume that all that is, isn't also expanded? What bothers me even more about this specific myth is that it really forces life into this box of being pointless. Things like purpose or phrases like, I'm here on this earth to do, can no longer exist. My myth, based on my own life experience, is is one that would suggest we are humans put into the 3D realm to help push forward a spiritual process. Some time of expansion or enlightenment process, for lack of a better word, that is occurring on a huge level in that larger all-that-is energy. I guess my question really is, if God is all that is, and we are God just living in this illusion of separation for the blink of a cosmic eye, how can we ever assume that life has any point whatsoever? What is the point of spiritual work, or on even a more fundamental level, even the pursuit of happiness? Doesn't matter if we are sad, happy, joyful, or murderers. That took a turn. We have the same impact in a world shrouded by the myth that it, it has already expanded fully. I hope this question isn't too long. Maybe you should read it and <laughs> paraphrase. No, I'm not gonna para- I didn't paraphrase it because I think you needed to get the whole grasp of what this person was asking. So related to this question was another one that I got, I think. It says, last year, you said God does not care about you. Would you be willing to have an open discussion about that with our community? Uh, So short answer to that is yes, always. And I've had quite a few discussions with some of you individually about when I said that time I said that thing, God does not care about you. So let me revisit that and then tie it into the the longer question. When I said that, if you recall, and if you don't, that's okay, um, when I said God does not care about you, I said it to drive home the point that as, men, as long as many of us have been in new thought and unity and other uh, spiritual experiences, and as many of us have released the idea and let go the old religion idea of God being the judgmental old man in the sky, you know, we still sort of think of God as this personality, Whereas in unity, unity teaches us, or first basic principle in unity um, is phrased many ways, but one is God is absolute good everywhere present. Another one is there's one power and one presence. Um, The Fillmores, the founder of unity, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, specifically said, God is not person, God is presence. But when we use terminology and we say things like, God loves me, God wants this for me, God wanted to experience God's self, so God created us, we have just humanized God in some way. We have created God in our image as a being, even if it's not an old man in the sky, spirit, we still are putting qualities on it that are uniquely human qualities. How can all that is want anything? To want something, that implies you don't have it, or you don't are not experience it in it. But if you're all that is, how can there be a lack of anything? One of the fundamental abundance teachings that we have is that there is no lack in God, and therefore, as basically the embodiment of divine, ultimately at the core of us, there is no lack either. So if ultimately there is no lack because God is the presence of all that is, how can there be a want? How can there be a desire? Desire is a human emotion, okay? So again, back to my disclaimer, this is just where I am now, based on unity teachings and you know, my own exploration. This idea that God wanted to experience God's self, therefore created us, and our journey is to, you know, rediscover, um, for me, that is counter to the idea of all that is. For God wanted to experience God's self, God would need to say, I don't know who I am, Right? I don't know who I am. I want to figure out who I am. So let me create this experience of duality so I can know who I am. All right? So again, you've just created a personalization of God talking to itself, kind of like you talk to yourself. Right? If you don't talk to yourself, all well and good, I talk to myself all day long. Sometimes even out loud, and it bothers other people. All right? But we do this. We, are, we, we self-reflect We think, we think about our thoughts, we think about our memories or reflections, that's our human experience, we can do that. But we have to be cautious when we, without realizing, superimpose that onto presence, onto the fullness of God. Because if God is thinking, feeling like us, then we've taken ourselves all the way back to the God of the Old Testament in the Bible, a God that was angry and jealous, and and felt wrath, and wanted to decimate enemies. We come to again back to a place where, well, if God's got feelings, then we got to keep God happy, and therefore, what do I need to do to keep God happy? No, that's not what Unity teaches. So this question, then, what's the point? I got some bad news and some good news. The bad news is, ultimately, there really isn't there ultimately really isn't some cosmic metaphysical divine point to this. At least the way I choose to think and understand it. By the way, anytime we want to speak about God, try to understand God, we're always speaking in metaphor. Because we as human beings can only understand so much about that which transcends understanding. So we're always speaking in metaphor. We're always going to be wrong in some way. Okay, so I'm putting that out there. What was I saying again? Right, so the point. So there is no cosmic point. There's no predetermination. When we use the phrase, I am here on this earth too, you decide what that is. You choose why you are here. There's nothing outside yourself, beyond yourself that says you are here to do this. Within yourself however, you may feel a certain, I like to call it a divine nudge. But again, that's not God's spirit presence telling us what to do. We, in unity, we teach about this idea of individualization. This idea that, yes, all that is, presence, is individualized at the point of who we are, okay? And we slap on human personality on top of that, And we realize we have preferences. There are things we like to do. There are things we're good at. And if you remember when we did the book, The Leadership, Conscious... Yeah, that one. Me and Memory Call. Conscious Leadership, the 15 things of commitments, 15 commitments of conscious leadership. One of the things that the book invited us to think about was this idea of Everything out there is an opportunity for us to decide if we want to step into it and create a better experience for ourselves in the world. We don't have to, but the invitation is there. So we don't see things as, here's a problem that has to be fixed. We see things as an invitation for us to step into a greater sense of commitment and leadership and decide if we want to do it or not. So that's the good news. The good news is we can choose to be the embodiment of the divine however we want to and bring it into fruition and bring it into visibility in this world. Some of us are writers. Some of us are musicians. Some of us are ministers. Some of us are parents. Some of us are teachers. Some of us are uh, social justice activists. Some of us are whatever all the things we do that help create and make this world a better place. And for me, that's the point that we get to align ourselves with. Do we want to create heaven on earth? And by heaven, I don't mean, you know, the life after death place in the sky. Hey, look, I came full circle to the first first question. Um, I don't mean that place. I mean the experience where we... All are living in that place of, yes, oneness, equality, love, compassion, kindness. It feels better when the world is operating in that way and when we operate in that way. Do we want to create that for everyone in the world? And how do we as individuals go about doing that? There's no one answer, and we choose to do it however way we want to do it. Do we have to do it all the time, every single day, every moment? No, sometimes it's good to self-care and take a break and relax. However you want to do it, that's our choice. And that's the point. The point is we have the choice to express the divinity that we are. We're not being compelled or told to do it by presence or whatever idea of God that you have. And there will be no consequences or punishment if you don't. Other than the world is robbed of the greatness that you are. I think I covered that. I think I covered that. We could go down, last thing I'll say, we can go down a nihilistic rabbit hole about there not being a point to anything, or we can evolve upward and say, the point is what I'm going to choose it to be. And for me, that's so much more powerful. That is so much more powerful. We get to write our stories. They're not pre-written for us. And for some of us, that might be a little bit scary. But what's that? Okay, but we have the support of each other and a community. So if you want to write your story and make it a powerful one, you don't know how to do that or it's scary or daunting, hey, you got got us to walk through it with you.